Welcome to the Honest Ghost Podcast, a show examining the insights, strategies, and values of real business people doing customer service the right way. Hey everybody, welcome to the Honest Ghost Podcast. I am Travis Souders. On the show today are the uh, co-founders and owners of North State Ballet. We have Laurel Tennant and Heather Weissong. Thank you ladies for coming by. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Tell me about um, North State Ballet, uh, how it came to be, and um, we'll, we'll start with you, Laurel. I was, this is literally taking it all the way back, I was uh, in Boston, um, working there with the Boston Ballet School, and Heather was here in Chico, and she just moved her family here, and she called me up and said, hey, would you ever want to do this? And I said, I would really like to consider that and she said well, you're kind of the only person that I'd ever really want to do this with and I said you know what equal <laughs> so mm-hmm. um and that was the dream how it started just the two of us working together and so so let's backtrack just a little bit so you were in Boston for for school right? I was teaching for the Boston Ballet so you, were, you so you were working yes okay. I was working and then Heather you uh, you here uh, in Chico what was um, what was going on with you when you sort of had this idea um, it has been one of my goals for my entire life to open my own school. I, I didn't actually anticipate it would happen this quickly. Um, but when my family, when we moved to Chico, um, I started working for other dance schools in the area and was having a great time and when was really happy. But Laurel and I worked so well together and we realized together that we wanted to open a very ballet-centric training school at a pre-professional level. And we both had throughout our years of our own training, kind of established a pretty solid foundation for that. And it just kind of turned out that she was gonna be moving back from Boston. And um, we had a couple of donors approach us and say, hey, you know, we've noticed what you do here in town and we'd be interested in in funding a project if the two of you were interested. And that kind of got our wheels turning and we thought, you know, if people are willing to fund this, maybe we should do this. Um, and so in 2015, we finally got the ball rolling and we've been up and running ever since. Um, one, one point that I really want to make to our listeners, you two are bosses, like, you know, your stuff, like classically trained, like super, like well-educated in this field. You also have a ton of like high level professional experience. Is that something that ever crossed your mind? Like seeing what was possible elsewhere and just like, well, why don't we have that at home? Absolutely. That was, um, you know, I, I grew up in paradise. Um, I started ballet when I was six and throughout my training, um, while it was very, it was a very sound training, it was very inspirational and kept me going. Um, there was really, it was always something that was evident that was missing. Um, and I would leave for summers and I would, um, and then finally when I was especially teaching for the Boston Ballet School, I just, I came across what was missing (laughs) and it was kind of that um just a a well-rounded approach of teaching um a child something that you know it's a very small percentage of students who study classical ballet especially ballet if we just concentrate on that um that will actually make it and become something as a career however there's thousands of little girls and little boys that study this and they devote their childhood to this but you know, with the idea that possibly it's going to continue for them, but really what can we give them in the, through the art that will actually help their lives, whether they are, I guess that they go on for a career or if they don't. Mm-hmm. And that was really something that, you know, the, the, the positive reinforcement of the whole person. 
versus just being like just ballet and perfect ballet right. and perfect technique is it only takes you so far. We believe that the rules and the training and the methodologies behind classical ballet can actually enhance the rest of a child's life and enable them to thrive in any area and in any arena. And so that is, is truly what we wanted to invest in and in a positive way that um, pushed the child, but only to the degree where they could also experience success while they were being pushed and motivated and challenged. And, and all the while being loved and nurtured and in a, in a safe place. When I hear you talk about um, specifically about how much you care about their actual like their whole life like that sounds like am, am i wrong in in maybe guessing or assuming that maybe that's not something that happens at every dance school i think both laurel and i can vouch that we have not experienced that sort of environment everywhere we have been we have in some areas we absolutely have and i think that has that has helped us create what we have created is is utilizing the pieces from other places that have worked and that have been beneficial and then maybe discarding the aspects that have been a little less positive or mm-hmm. <laughs> as the case may be <laughs> mm-hmm. to to kind of mold something that is unique to us um, and and makes the best of the best and tries to eliminate any sort of negativity or something that's going to drag the child or the family as it may be down. One of the things that we look at um, when, when we look at how people respond to your school. Um, we look at reviews, right? We look at how people talk about you. Um, and and by and large, it's, it's really super overwhelmingly positive and people are saying um, they they love you. Like they love taking their kids and trusting them with you. Um, and they, they're actually taking the time to give this feedback. Why do you think it is that they do that? Like, what do you think that you're doing that would draw them to that conclusion? You know, I think it's really the way that we're, I guess, presenting ballet and we also offer other genres but to specifically talk about the ballet aspect because that's why we opened um, in the first place it was when we're talking about ballet ballet technique has been around for centuries Um, you know there's really only so many ways to actually teach a plie and a (laughs) tangu and these these skills you know and while the skill is important I do think that it's it's how you can help a child get to the success of the skill um, and I think that's something that it was it was really we I mean yeah we hashed out our business plan um, during those those crucial times before we opened but I think more time was spent between Heather and I that we were hashing out the verbalization and how we were going to get that message across to our students and then vice versa their families because it's the family that really that's how the kid gets to the studio that's that's how they they have their support team you know outside and so to to make that clear, I think, was really important for us. Um, I think that um, every parent wants their child to thrive, and they want their child to feel invested in and important and valued, and um, they want them to learn life skills. That's why they send them to school. They need to learn math and reading and English, and by sending them to us, we have made a deliberate effort to invest in their child and to teach them important life skills like perseverance and dedication and a positive attitude. And those kinds of things when done in a loving way that makes the child feel like we're here for you, not just because you're executing this tondu beautifully, but because we care about you as a person and we want you to be successful in the journey that you are pursuing, whatever that journey may be. 
And um, so I, I hope that that is what the parents have gathered from us, because um, that's definitely what we're trying to put out there. I mean, it sounds like your like the way you define client services pretty clearly laid out, right? Like you, obviously you're, you're trying to find success for your students. Um, you also have to, I think it goes without saying, you have to um, satisfy students' parents and their caretakers. What is that dynamic like? Maybe some challenges, but also um, how do you approach it positively? And Because it sounds like that's, that's something that's important to you. Well, you know, I think um, kind of touching upon what Heather has already said that, you know, most parents, they want their children to thrive, their children to thrive. Um, I think that's also, it's pretty easy to have the voice of the parent in a positive way and they're continuing to want to pay for their for the children's t- tuition and continue their training and pay more for more training and all these things when they see that their children are being successful on all the levels that were essentially promised to them. You know, because mm-hmm. we when a child signs up with us, um, especially in our classical program at the age eight and then higher, you know, they have a, they have a contract that they sign with us. And it's, it's a contract that also, it's not just while they're here at the studio that we talk about behavior and etiquette and all these things, but it's also holding them accountable to treating your family (laughs) with respect Mm. and, um, you know, keeping up in your academic school. And these are, these are huge things in our that's kind of the first thing we present to our families. It's not that, yes, we promise that we'll teach a great tondu. It's that here we're gonna we're through this. You know, we're actually gonna teach your kids. So to touch then back to your question, I think most parents are. It's not to say that it's easy to to have their positive feedback, but it is when they're seeing that their child is not just loving their time that they're spending with us, but they're also thriving and they are succeeding in in every avenue of life um it's yeah they're they're being taught accountability and um pride in in their family in a healthy way and keeping the ego in check and all Mm -hmm. of these other things and how they present themselves themselves to their community and what they wear and how they respond on social media and so so like laurel said it, it has been pretty seamless in having a a positive working relationship with most of our parents. And I think any business has its up and down, ups and downs. And there's parents that haven't been happy with how we do things. And that's fine. I think that's why there are so many other studios that specialize in different things Mm -hmm. so that there is an option for families that don't like what we're doing. And it reminds you that they care. Exactly. (laughs) Like they're, they're just pursuing for their kid what they think is best. And they are absolutely entitled to do that. Did you set out to do those things? Has that always been like a linchpin from the beginning or is it something that you sort of saw developing as you sort of built um, built North State Ballet? Um, that was actually, I believe the development of our student and parent contract was one of the first things that Laurel and I sat down and did because we thought, okay, how what is going to make us different? How do we set ourselves apart in how we raise these kids? We're gonna be investing multiple hours a week in these children and in their families and how can we best serve them how can they become most successful and so honestly i I do think it was a linchpin for us it was at the very beginning it was you know if we can get them to focus on and prioritize the most important things in life it's going to make learning a very difficult discipline of dance that much easier and and allow them to be that much more successful because they understand how important 
not just behaving yourself in class when the teacher is watching, but also out in the lobby and out in the parking lot and in the classroom with their academic teacher and at home at the dinner table. And so I do think that that was an incredibly important piece of North State Ballet from the get-go. So what are some challenges of working with such a, a young clientele? I think um, actually one of the largest challenges for us is we have three separate programs. We offer a children's program that goes from age two to age seven, and then a classical program that runs age eight and higher, and then an adult program, which is entirely separate. And our children's program, like many other studios in the area, is very recreational. They attend one day a week, but once they hit eight years old, we that is where we start to kind of differ. Mm. Um, we require a certain schedule from each of those students based on the level they're placed in. So for example, if you're in a ballet one level, you're required to come on Tuesday and Thursday from 3.30 to 4.30 every week. And that's so, where the structure yeah, so it's very, and it, and it builds. The higher you get in our level system, the more you're required to be there. And that, I think, has been one of the biggest challenges is people in Chico were not as accustomed to that kind of rigorous defined schedule. They're they're more accustomed to being able to go online and pick from a list of classes and say, oh, we're gonna take this jazz class mm -hmm. and this ballet class, and we don't do that. Um, and so I think just training the families, like this is why we do this. It's actually to set your child up for their best success in this endeavor, um, is, is we've specifically set the schedule up based on your child's talent, ability level, and mm -hmm. age. Um, and. I think we're getting there. We're about three years in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think people are starting to reap the benefits of this schedule. Yeah. And so we're starting to see a little less pushback. Yeah, training your clients yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, so so what are some struggles with that, Laurel? Like when you, I mean, you're, you're coming from... Uh, to, to like like massive massive markets where um, you know dance is, is obviously like much more um, mainstream at the level that you're trying to cultivate here um, when you're trying to bring an elevated product um, to a place that isn't used to it yet are, is there anything else that, that you found um, difficult or, or to be a challenge that that you found a way to work through I don't know I don't feel want to feel like I'm like <laughs> Tinkerbelling or whatever like it's just a magical place but it's I do think that it was just the difference um, is possibly where we and I wouldn't even call it a challenge necessarily but it's the difference of what we were presenting mm -hmm. and parents and families were so used to just the conventional models that they were possibly used to here that have already existed in Chico or wherever they might have come from themselves that yeah like you said to, to bring kind of that elevated um, pre-professional training school idea um you know my my time I often go back to the my time that I was in Boston because it really for me it was such a huge piece for my own development as a teacher to see that wow you can teach this way and you can show kids through this and it, it gets to the end result actually it possibly might take a little longer but you're you're gonna see the results in such a more dynamic way so one of the things that I guess I'm gleaning is that it's it doesn't sound like one thing that you've had to do, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is a lot of changing your original vision on the fly. It sounds like you started off with a really clear vision of what you want to do, and it's less about you adopting to your market than it is about them adapting to you. Um, how important is it to you for it to have been that way? I love that you asked that that way because um, when, when we first sat down, again, going back to those days of like our business plan and, okay, what is our growth gonna look like? and you know, 
how much pushback are we going to receive from the community and how little, like, is it going to be a trickle that comes in and like, then we're going to have a stalemate and no one's going to show up for a while. And it, it has been kind of overwhelming um, in the response level that has not stopped. <laughs> and it's, I always, I say to myself, like, it sounds crazy. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, I'm saying it sometimes, but like, I almost wanted to slow down a little bit because yeah. <laughs> I feel like we have never really put our feet firmly on the ground. But back to your your question of like doing it doing it the right way that we thought was the right way from the get go and staying to our plan was very clear for us, you know. And I guess the kind of going back to the idea of, of challenges, you know, that that was something that I think you know parents again they have the best intentions for their kids, mm -hmm. and so they come in. This is how it's going to be, and this yeah. is how you're going to do this. And we're we just calmly sit there and say, no, <laughs> no. Um, this is actually the way it's going to be done here, and it's not a problem if you don't want that. However, this is if you if you want to stay with us and you want your kid to be here, this is what it looks like. And the parents are just, wait, wait, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so it was. It was something that I think that was you know the number one. We were going to stay stick to those things that we made so important because there was a reason why we made them important in the mm -hmm. beginning. You had a vision, you you knew how you wanted to serve your clients. Um, you've stuck through to it, it sounds like, since the moment you opened your doors. Why was it so important for you to do things your way? I think just based on what we've learned, I think we really took a lot of time and energy and put a lot of thought into what we have learned that we don't want to repeat and what we have learned that we would like to implement. And so I think that is how we were lucky enough to come into this with such a clear vision because we had experienced both. And so it was pretty simple for the two of us. We're very like-minded and it was pretty simple to kind of weave together something that we were willing to try in the mm -hmm. community and we've we've been thrilled we've, we have amazing parents we have wonderful families and we've managed to find some incredible faculty that we are just so blessed to have and it has worked it has worked so far and we are very excited to continue taking it into the future hope it continues to grow all right ladies thank you both so much thank you thank you and that's our show Thank you to Laurel and Heather for coming on and being our guest today. And thanks to those of you who found it. Um, I know a lot of you probably found it from Laurel and Heather. Uh, thank you for coming by. I do encourage you to go back um, if you have some time and listen to some older shows too. Um, and stick around. If you subscribe, we'd love to have you listen to our next ones coming up. And if you're interested in having Honest Ghost tell your clients stories that reflect on your business, please visit honestghost.com.